0: Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. I am so glad you're here with us. I am so grateful to be your host. We're going to be looking at the reliability of New Testament history. You can have all the manuscripts you want, all the internal manuscript evidence you want, but if what the New Testament says is wrong, provably and verifiably wrong... And it's kind of a worthless book in most areas. I mean, it might be a good storybook or something. Let's look at that. The Reliability of New Testament History. We're on pages 131, 133 of the popular handbook of archaeology in the Bible by Holden Geiser. What a great book. Used it for a textbook for many years. Including now. It's 222. You might be listening to it sometime, not 222. Let's get started. Again, thanks for being here with us. The reliability of New Testament history is overwhelming when compared to any other book of the ancient world. In support of it, we will first review the multiplicity of evidence and then respond to major objections of the critics. The following chapters will consider the cumulative weight of the arguments in favor of the New Testament's historical reliability. So the historicity of the New Testament The existence of multiple accounts about Jesus and the New Testament. So we have 27 pieces of literature, that's 27 books of the New Testament, written by eight or nine authors contemporary to the events, all of whom were giving the same basic message about Christ. It's really unprecedented in ancient history. Nothing like it exists for any other book from antiquity. This alone should be sufficient evidence for the liability of the New Testament documents. So what it's saying is we've got, you know, we look at the New Testament, we say it's all written by God, yes. Let's look at it from the human angle. You've got eight, nine different authors all saying the same things and even quoting amongst themselves, calling themselves scripture, like Peter did with all Paul's epistles, he said. And then Paul quoting Luke as well, Luke ten seven. So by contrast, the life of Alexander the Great, the basics of which are widely accepted as true, and go to Amazon by histories, I've been fascinated with his life, read quite a bit on it, is based on no contemporary writers, and only several histories from some three to five hundred years later. A fortiori, with the greater force, considering that we have 27 documents from contemporaries of the events in Jesus and many that walked for years with Jesus, we should have no hesitation accepting their general reliability, particularly in regard to the core events on which their testimony overlaps. So, with that as that is a basis. Next podcast, God willing, we'll be going into the, or one of the next, very soon, let's just say, the eyewitness nature of the New Testament. I think you'll find it fascinating. Then the confirmation of the historical accuracy of Luke's writings. God bless you. Hey, we're so thankful that you're here with us. Just ask that you pray for us. Leave us a five-star review. helps people find us. We're not on an ego trip. At least I hope I'm not. I desperately try not to be but they do say that's the best way for people to find just five-star reviews. So that's why we ask. Please subscribe, share with friends, family, church family, Sunday school families, college groups, whoever you think might benefit. I've talked to people at a pawn shop, and they're like, biblical archaeology, yes, we want to listen to that. People are into archaeology, it's a great witnessing tool. So God bless you. You might want to make a little notebook or journal of things you find interesting, because you have a power-packed apologetics library two, three, four weeks max, but you can do it every day and then have something that's almost incomparable. (laughs) God bless, because just the cumulative two, three sentences every day just adds up. God bless, we love you. Talk with you later in Jesus' name.